visit Cape and Cowell Comics at 1601 Clay Street in downtown Oakland, California, open every day, or online at capeandcowlcomics.com. Welcome to the Cape and Cowell Comics Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Rainier. How's it going, Rainier? Good, Henry. Good to be here. How are you? Pretty good. Today, we're going to talk about Logan. Logan hit the big screen just this past weekend. We both saw it, and we're going to get into it. Uh, but first, I thought we might talk a little bit about our previous episode, a very controversial episode, the DC versus Marvel debate. Um, a, a few things we wanted to clear out, uh, well, clear up uh, first off. Now, you all may have noticed uh, during that episode, um, Rainier was mentioned, but he was not there. He originally was to be a second judge. If you recall, I was the solo judge. Uh, the original plan was to have Rainier and I uh, be two judges. Now, a bit of something of uh, a bit of controversy because the, really the, the idea of the two of us judging made a lot of sense because I myself, my fandom leans a little more towards Marvel and Rainier, your fandom leads, leans a little more toward DC, correct? Yes. Yeah. So it made perfect sense to have you know, the two of us kind of maybe balance each other out a bit. That was the plan. <laughs> that was the plan. And, and I got sick. <laughs> and you got sick. And, and that's, to, to, for the record, you were sick. You, you didn't uh, crack under the pressure and, and decide to, to uh, uh, in, a, in, a healthful, in a healthy state, <laughs> back out of the Cop debate. out? No. Yes, okay. I did so not. For the record, I have a doctor's note. You want to see the doctor's okay. note? I was I sick. Yeah, I was. I was hit with a terrible sore throat and cough, and it would just have done everyone a disservice if I was on this mic just coughing and hacking away. Good, good. I'm glad we could clear that up. So there's no, there's no argument about. Oh, did did Rainier crack? And he just like, you know, never, <laughs> never, never crack. And and I would add, leading up to this debate, we were both excited about it and a little nervous too like we we wanted to do this right oh yeah yeah the moment that you told me that you had a chat with Aton and he wanted to talk marvel dc i was incredibly excited mm -hmm. and you know my initial reaction was like oh my god we're gonna talk marvel dc that's huge how are we gonna how are we gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. get this into less than an hour conversation yeah uh but Aton and henry had clarified that we were gonna talk specifically about specific books that came out um back in the mid 90s yeah and yeah actually that was a good idea because my initial thought was the same is that it would be kind of this general dc versus marvel debate debate and that would be i mean that you could spend a lifetime <laughs> debating on the entire history of those with no two outcome universes. with no yeah. real outcome there no there isn't it would be a stalemate yeah and even even as it was just this singular miniseries you know, you mentioned keeping it in an hour. It was it went over an hour. I mean, we we, we were going at it. You know, so there's yeah. When this this conversation, DC versus Marvel, it there's no end to it. There's there simply is no end. Okay, now I want to clear clear something up. Um, there was a moment 
during the debate. And I don't know if some people read it this way, but I just want to make sure that people are aware. So the probably the, the controversial moment of the debate was the, the decision on the Captain America versus Batman Ooh, the matchup. big one. That was the big <laughs> I one. I mean, I knew that was big. <laughs> Everyone knew it was big. Okay. So, and number one, uh, you know, I, I made the judgments as best I could and as objectively as I could. That's number one. The second part, the part I wanted to clear up is after I made the decision, you know, Eitan was 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 a little upset, understandably so, and um, he kind of he kind of went at me. <laughs> he, he called me out on my Captain America fandom. Again, all all understandable. Then he made a comment. The the comment was, "Put your fucking Captain America wallet away." Now. That comment was not directed to me. I just want to make sure so that's you, clear. You don't own a Captain America I wallet. I do not own, have never owned a Captain America wallet. That was Jeremy's wallet. As a Captain America fan, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> not to say I w- wouldn't <laughs> ever own a Cap wallet, but I just want to clarify in that situation, that was not me. Because if it w- if I had done something like that, I, that would have been pretty unprofessional to, to kind of rub it in. And me being this quote-unquote objective judge, that would have been a, a pretty shitty move, I think. So ju- just in case people were reading it that way, that's not what happened. Was Aton wearing a Batman shirt? <laughs> he was not. He was wearing his uh, his cape and cowl gear. Uh, and Jeremy, was he was wearing a Marvel shirt. Uh, so not that it really mattered because, you know, it was an audio recording. What Marvel shirt? <laughs> It was a uh, a very generic. It just had the, Mar- the Marvel lettering. It said Marvel. That's it. Very ah, very very top of, line. Yes, yes. No <laughs> characters were on it. Um, it's very understated. But uh, he, he definitely he represented. You know. Uh, but like that's that's about it there. I know we wanted to um, recap a bit now. Since Rainier, you weren't. Uh, part of that previous episode, we definitely wanted to give you the opportunity to give your thoughts on the matchups. We didn't want to spend too much time, but yeah, why don't we run it down and uh, and get your thoughts on, on the matchups. So maybe I'll do just a, re, uh, a quick recap of my opinion on each matchup. Sure. Okay. So maybe I should just, just to make this quick, I'm just going to say what I agreed with, what I didn't agree with. Cool. Flash Quicksilver, yes. Wolverine Lobo, no. <laughs> Questionably no. Yeah. My understanding is that that fight largely happened off-panel. Yeah. Um, but the description of powers that you both put together, head-to-head, mm-hmm. I didn't completely agree with. Uh, Superman Hulk, yes. Thor, Captain America as a tie. Oh, it's Thor, Captain Marvel. Correct? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Thor, Captain Marvel. Sorry, I'm reading my notes wrong. Um... Oh man, this is a hard one. Uh, I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards slightly no. No, in that Thor should have won, or Captain Marvel should. I think Captain Marvel should have won. Okay. Because he has, he has the attributes of. I can't remember off the top top of my head. We talked about that. How the different god he has powers from. Yeah, from six different gods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin and Jubilee. Yes, Robin won. Silver Surfer, Green Lantern. I'm going to give this one a yes because 
As Aton pointed out, I'm not entirely clear on what the power cosmic is. I've done some research since listening to the last pod- podcast, mm-hmm. and I still don't get it. <laughs> but it sounds incredibly powerful. <laughs> so just for that, just for that uh, I'll give it to Silver Surfer. Right. Maybe like a benefit of the doubt sort of situation. <laughs> I mean, if it's an all-encompassing power, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Storm, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1, yes. Uh, Batman, Captain America. Who? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to agree with that one. Okay. Aquaman, Namor. I'm not agreeing with that one. Elect- Electra, Catwoman. That's a big yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spider-Man, Superboy. That ended in a tie. I think Superboy should have had the upper hand there. So I'm going to say no. Okay. So that's a quick recap of my opinion. Good. If you had to ask me, though, as far as who had the most enthusiasm between Aton and Jeremy. Sorry, Jeremy, but hands down, Aton, he was 120%, man. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, he brought it. He brought the passion, you know, and that was a big, uh, you know, the, as uh, I, I wore a number of hats during this episode. One was hosting, one was judging, one was producing. I also produced this show, and as a producer of this podcast, I was... I was giddy. I was, I was super excited the way it was going, and it was all Aton. Oh, he, he just I, brought I was it. excited listening to it. Yeah, yeah, just the passion behind it, and it was, it was funny. It was passionate. It was uh, compelling, and yeah. But credit to Jeremy too. He he threw in some really good wild card fa- wild card facts. Yeah, he definitely proved his knowledge, and. And his, uh, his the, the style differences between the two are quite notable because because Aton was like this passionate super fan and he was just he 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 just kind of let you know left it out all on the battlefield right um, and Jeremy is kind of like the complete opposite he kind of laid it out in kind of logical terms didn't get too fired up and. It was, it was really, I mean, to me, Jeremy is truly Aton's arch nemesis. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's the wild, crazy, passionate versus the sort of calm and cool. Yeah. I think Aton <laughs> said it himself that they're polar opposites, and it really, I think it's so true. So true. So uh, speaking of which, I've spoken with Aton, and he has has told me that you know he's kind of game for more of these debates as is jeremy so yeah we're gonna have a part two yeah well part two maybe more um the the uh the story doesn't end with that one episode let's just let's uh oh i'm betting put it that way right Mm -hmm. so um Something we haven't done yet is get listener feedback. So I thought we'd start now, you know? So we do have a Twitter handle. I might regret uh, throwing this out there, (laughs) but would love to hear from you. And the Twitter handle, I'll put it on the podcast description, but here it is right here. It's at Cape Cowell Podcast. Again, that's at Cape Cowell Podcast on Twitter. So feel free to tweet us, shoot out some, uh, any feedback you might have, especially the debate. I know there are uh, a lot of opinions out there, uh, but also anything you'd like 
to hear from like a future Aton versus Jeremy matchup. Doesn't even have to be Marvel and DC related. Apparently these guys go at it on anything. <laughs> so whatever you guys might want to hear, let us know and maybe we can make that happen. Should anyone worry that the feedback, feedback they provide uh, is something where do they want to remain friends with Aton or not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned that because... <laughs> or is this ju completely judgment-free? <laughs> I, I would say judgment-free, but I will say this too, that, um, you know, Aton was fired up uh, after that debate, and I love Aton, and if there is no Aton, there is no Cape Cal podcast. And, you know... I, it was it was for me it's, it was a little uncomfortable you know that that I know it's we're all geeks we're all in this together but at the same time I know he was not happy with a lot of the stuff I said so you know that said no judgments but uh, keep in mind you know Aton's fandom Rainier's <laughs> fandom Henry Liu's fandom Jeremy's fandom you know just be. Just be aware, you know, because I, I, I have to say, I, I think I think he felt like he may have been put up against the wall because I, I know that you tried to judge as objectively as possible. Yeah. But there's something in the back of your head. Oh, oh, I wouldn't <laughs> even say in the back. Like he he knows he's sitting in the presence of two Marvel fans. And bottom line, yeah. I'm trying my best to be objective. But that that's the elephant in the room is that he's outnumbered. Two, two to one. You know? Maybe maybe it was a good thing that I wasn't there. It, uh, <laughs> it was a true test. Maybe maybe it was for Aton specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. So uh, last last point I want to make on on the debate is kind kind of what I alluded to earlier is that ultimately we're all geeks. We're all in this together, and we all have different fandoms. We all have different opinions. And, you know, to, to be a geek is to be passionate. And I don't, want, I don't want, you know, anyone to be like, oh, I shouldn't, let me just back off a bit because I, I don't wanna, you know, I'm, I wanna be sensitive to other people. Like, no, come on, just, you like what you like, right? Yeah, and I, don't I don't back know why, down. why can't you like it all? You can. I, I love it all. You can. Uh, but uh, what I'm saying is if you do love something and if there's something else you don't like so much, that's fine. And we should all kind of respect that from each other, right? Like I said, we're all in this together. And um, I think we can live in a world where DC fans and Marvel fans can live together in harmony. And yeah? Just get along. <laughs> just get along, right? And well, I think as long as yeah. comment sections uh, <laughs> live out there in the world on the internet, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some harshful words thrown back oh, and forth for sure. And that's just comics. You, t you look at everything in this world. Like p politics has kind of taken uh, come to the forefront more recently, but it, it really is an us versus them attitude that. A lot of people in this country are taken. Why is that? Do we need uh, that? I, I don't know what what is with that, but I mean, everyone I, has to like pick an allegiance. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta be way on one side or the other. Like, and there's no middle ground. I think I, I would argue, you know, that 
there is a middle ground. You know, we can like multiple things and we can get along and respect each other's differences. And on that note, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, I lean towards Marvel a little, a little bit on my fandom and Rainier, you lean a little more toward DC. But even with that, guess what? One of my most favorite superhero movies is Superman the movie. And Rainier, we've had multiple conversations about this where when that opening John Williams theme song comes on, I get hit with this blast of nostalgia and I, to this day, I mean, I watched it just like a month ago, the full movie. And I'm, when it starts up, I, I almost come to tears. It's, it's just, it's, it's a magnificent movie. I love it. And guess what? This Marvel fan loves Superman the movie. And that's not the only DC thing that I love. So you're, you're turning up a little bit right now <laughs> as, as you're speaking. You know, I didn't want you to say it, but you know, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but hey, guess what? You know, I don't hate all things DC, far from it. And on the same note, Rainier, I know you, and I know you love DC, I know you love Batman, but you showed me a photo. This guy was in full Wolverine cosplay. Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh, man, that was one of my first Halloweens as an adult where I dressed up. Uh-huh. And I had long hair at the time, and I just think I to- toyed around with the idea of like flipping it up Wolverine style, and I'm like, hey, I think I could do this. <laughs> I actually made my own claws for that uh-huh. uh, that costume. Whereas now, you can find Wolverine claws at any major department store. Ah, good point. So you, you <laughs> essentially custom-made... I custom-made claws for myself. Nice. For that Halloween. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. I, you know, I have to say, though, with all the... I mean, so I'm a big DC fan. I, I love it all. I love the comics. I love the movies. Marvel suddenly everyone is a Marvel expert now that all these Marvel movies are out. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, one of the great things about the Marvel movies and it being so popular is that it's making merchandising so much more accessible. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think in that case, we all win. Exactly. So the point of getting into that cosplay was, here we go, DC super fan right here, dressing up as fucking... Wolverine, how about that? <laughs> we can get all get along, right? Yes, we can. And speaking of Wolverine, now let's get into it. Logan. So Logan hit theaters just this past weekend and was a huge hit on all fronts. Big box office. The critics loved it. Yeah, really good early pre-release buzz. Yeah. And pretty funny i remember when you and i left work on friday i think we even asked each other is you gonna watch are you gonna watch wolverine and or, or logan and both of us were like oh question marks yeah we we're like i don't think we're gonna i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it although i knew i wanted to see the movie same here and i'm i'm always the type to wanting to see it opening if not opening day opening weekend just because i hate getting hit with spoilers yeah. <laughs> returning to work oh, on monday same here but yeah as it turned out we both saw it like on Monday. On a whim. Yeah, we're like, did you see it? 
I'm like, yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about it. This is perfect. Um, and uh, before we dig deep, we're going to give a spoiler alert because we're going to we're gonna go in depth here. Yes, yeah? spoilers. So if you haven't seen Logan yet, probably you don't want to hear the rest of this episode. Or maybe you yet. do. Maybe you do. Maybe you want to hear the spoilers, but we're going to kind of... It's going to be an open book. Anything in the movies is fair game. So, yeah, first off, just uh, how, how did how did you like it? What did you think of the movie? Yeah, so I understood going into the movie that it was going to be a hard-rated R film, and it definitely delivered there. Yep. I was a little surprised to see the number of kids that walked into our Friday night theater showing. Uh-huh. <laughs> the same the same way I was surprised seeing kids walking into a Deadpool movie when that came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you saw it on Friday night, essentially opening night, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I saw it on a Sunday afternoon show. And not a whole lot of kids for that one. Um, but yeah, I was definitely struck by the violence in the movie. The kind and of it, and it's not that violence makes it better. It's just that, in my opinion, my takeaway from this was this is the Wolverine I've been wanting to see yes. since they've shown Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in his first X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. I had the exact same take. I wrote this down. This is the Wolverine movie we have all been waiting for because... I mean, he's look. His his signature attribute are his claws. You look at those claws, and you're thinking. And they're so underwhelmingly used in all yeah. of the previous movies. You just, you know, I, I think it was a big deal. I think it was X two where he actually stabbed people with the yes. claws. That was like a big moment. And then, but compared to Logan, it was nothing. Like the, the stuff that happens <laughs> in Logan is fucking insane, man. So, so let me rewind a little bit. So the reason why there was that sort of glory moment with Wolverine actually stabbing someone with his adamantium claws in X2 yeah. was because every, you know, in X-Men 1, I only really recall him, like, you know, showing his blades mm-hmm. as sort of a threat as a peacock shows its <laughs> tail. Yeah. And then he puts it away. And he's angry. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right. Whereas in Logan, or actually in in X two, he's he's he uses them. He's actually yeah. stabbing flesh with it. Mm-hmm. Although you don't see blood, you don't see the the claws penetrate, or certainly go pierce through any bodies. Right. And man, you, you see that here with Logan. You see it in full glory. Right. The the opening scene, you see him just completely eviscerate these opponents and in gruesome manner. And we're talking about Braveheart level, Game of Thrones level, <laughs> Walking Dead level uh, gruesomeness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we talked a little bit about how violent the movie is. We're comparing it to Deadpool. Both are rated R movies. Um, I think we're kind of in agreement that Logan is a little bit more violent, if you could believe that. Just because there's one thing with gun violence, but to That's see... That's a good point, yeah. To see that, like, dismemberment, and there's a lot of dismemberment in this movie, and that's, like, that's a whole other level. And that's up close, that is not from a distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's up close, in your face, and all throughout the movie. It's not like there's one scene where it's like, whoa, no, the whole movie, there's, there's a lot of this happening. Not just with Wolverine, too. You know, with, with the, the Laura character. X-23. Yeah, oh, man. 
They, they, I think they casted her perfectly. She was great. And I yeah. made this comment earlier that she, she sort of reminded me of the actress that plays Eleven in Stranger Things, like mm-hmm. the caliber of acting on her part. Yeah, great acting and brings like an unexpected prowess. You know, like this little girl, this cute little girl, you think, ah, you know, no big deal, but boom. Do yeah. not underestimate. It's like Hit Girl meets Wolverine meets <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Something like that. I, I, def, I did think of Hit Girl when I was watching the movie a little bit, but again, kind of on another level, like the the, the, the level of, of gore and and danger with that character was, yeah, she's, she's ferocious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when the trailers hit for this movie, the first one I saw was where they had the Johnny Cash song playing in the background. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this, this looks different. Like, this looks, you know, it looks a little more rough, a little more gristled. Uh, and it reminded me a lot of the Old Man Logan book that I'm currently reading. Okay. And I'm, like, thinking, if they're going to capture this and show this on film, this is going to be, this is, this is going to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely delivered on a number of levels. Um yeah, we've we've talked quite a bit of what we what we liked about the movie. Anything that you didn't like about it? Any any uh anything you thought could have could have been better? The only thing that stuck out to me that I didn't like was the adamantium bullet factor, which mm-hmm was directly carried off from the from the Wolverine Origins movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And when I originally saw that in the Wolverine... What's the name of that movie? Is it Wolverine, like, Secret Origins uh, or yeah, something like that? Yeah, uh, it's X-Men Origins X-Men Wolverine. Origins Wolverine, yeah. Like, that whole adamantium bullet. Like, as if it's a silver bullet and, and the Wolverine is a werewolf. It, that does not make any sense to me. <laughs> and I just don't... I don't like that idea that there's that there's that thing <laughs> if there's one thing i wish they didn't carry over into that it was that but i get it they put it in there because they're showing the despair that uh, that he's in that he is running out of options and you know yeah. the easy way out is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna kill myself mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it is kind of literally and figuratively an easy way out it, it's sort of an easy plot device that okay well they'd have this bullet and boom if he shoots himself He's dead. Yeah. I, I think it would have been cool if it was sort of, I mean, like, I get it. I mean, if it's, 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 I know why they had to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it ultimately plays a part at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I, I would have preferred not to have seen that bullet used to, should we just talk about this? Yeah, X-24? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So X-24 makes an appearance in mm-hmm. this movie. Yep. And it's a clone of Wolverine. Yeah. Basically, just in full berserker mode the entire time. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. And the only way that he stopped is by this adamantium bullet that Logan keeps in his pocket as a reminder to himself that he could at any point, you know, just end it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. You mentioned berserker. The uh, I'll go into some of my drawbacks in a sec, but there is a, a moment in Logan where... Wolverine himself goes into berserker mode and it is fucking awesome (laughs) oh my god because uh, just to take a step back the Wolverine in this movie is kind of a shell of his old self he's not as powerful his healing factor is kind of diminished he has no motivation to be Wolverine at all actually yeah yeah and he's kind of broken and beaten down 
Um, but due to this little serum in the, in the movie, there's a moment where he is able to go full-on old-school berserker, berserker mode, and it is it is a beautiful thing to in the, see. In the woods of Canada, no less. That's right. That's right, where he's from. That's where he originally came from, yeah, right? Fighting yeah. the Hulk. That's right. That's right. And it nice is, little nod there. And you talk about, like, the Wolverine we've always wanted to see. Like, just that one scene is, it kind of says it all. It, it's, it's, it's truly magnificent. Okay, so a couple things that I wasn't a big fan of is um, the, the Laura character was great. I think we can all agree there. One thing, though, I think she was maybe a little too powerful. Like, she was... She was a badass, man. Like, um, there was an early scene when you first discover her her powers, and she seems completely unstoppable. So there are these these uh, these henchmen who we see throughout the movie. They got guns and they're kind of menacing, but she just kind of dispatches them handily. Mows right through them. Yeah, right through. And so so when we see that earlier in the movie, at the end of the movie, you see these guys kind of going after her. They're going after other mutant kids. To me, th- there was no narrative tension. I felt like, oh, these guys have no chance. <laughs> you know, like, I should be fearful of these kids, right? But I'm not. I'm like... These guys are the ones who should be fucking worried because they have, they don't stand a chance against this little girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, the sense I got from that was she. They show that she's she's born in a lab, cloned yeah, yeah. using um, Logan's DNA, and mm-hmm. that sort of berserker, feral mode that yeah. she's in is is the portrayal of sort of a caged animal being oh, let yeah. loose, which they captured brilliantly. Definitely. But yeah, I would have liked to see her maybe not quite that menacing or maybe at least having the villains be more menacing, more of a powerful threat. Because at the end, I felt they, they weren't they weren't that formidable a foe. I would have liked to see. Yeah, they were just that. sort of faceless mercenary. Yeah, thugs. and they were just kind of pretty easy to take out. So uh, I would have liked to see kind of a, a, a more worthy opponent, I guess I can say. Um, yeah, but that said, you know, really good flick. Um, you know, I like the fact that that the movie was, the, the plot was really straightforward. It wasn't bogged down by a ton of exposition. There were some moments where they could have gone into just explaining shit. Like, like in the back of my mind was, oh, what happened to all the other mutants? Like, Yes, that's right? the same question I had. But I would argue... I, I like the fact they didn't just lay it out on the table. It kind of leaves you wondering. There's some mystery there. It's um, another movie opportunity. It is. Prequel, it's, maybe. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> and and I, I, I like the fact that they didn't spill it all out, and you just left kind of hanging a bit, and you're really left to just focus on this the main story. And Professor X, like he's you find him in this state of, of recluse, and he doesn't have it the smartest brain in the Marvel Universe. He doesn't mm-hmm. completely have it all there. He's sort of this crazy old guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh man, Patrick Stewart as Professor X in this movie was, was brilliant. I like this Professor X, I think, more so than Professor X in previous X-Men movies. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, because it's... Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stretch from where he was. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a different character, really. 
and um, but you still see that the, the power is there the potential that you know Charles Xavier has is there it's actually a sort of a looming threat that hangs over Logan which is why he's looking over him to make sure he doesn't hurt anybody yeah hey you know uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up and again spoiler alert the movie opens not with Wolverine the movie opens with Deadpool Yes. Now, yeah. Well, like, give me your thoughts on on the opening scene. So I I knew that Ryan Reynolds was campaigning to have Wolverine uh, show up in his film, and after all the trailers had showed, they open up with Deadpool, which looked like it was actually seeming seamlessly part of the movie. Yeah. And my thought was, wow, he's he's doing it he's he's <laughs> he's getting Hugh Jackman Ryan Reynolds they're getting on screen together yeah. but it actually turns out to be a, a teaser trailer right essentially a trailer for Deadpool 2 right yes yeah so it's sort of like the end credit scene that has been thrown in the front of the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I read it that way too that it's kind of a response to the MCU where they put the mid credits scene and the post credit scene they're, they're, they're kind of being like anti that or they're being like, hey why can't we put it before the movie you I know? think that's pretty smart it's kind of a Deadpool thing to do too right yeah yeah now I have to say I'm sure there'll be uh, you know people will be against this this, this opinion but I, I didn't like that scene and uh, the reason why is wait it, the Deadpool scene yeah I didn't okay yeah I didn't like it as an opening to the Logan movie like it's a funny scene but it I, to me it didn't belong there like maybe after the movie <laughs> but it just like i mean the 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 comedy and the irreverence of the deadpool character it doesn't like it it's it has nothing to do with wolverine and especially the tone of this wolverine movie it was just it, it, it kind of threw me off and might, it didn't fit i might disagree with you there actually because the logan is a it's a two and a half hour movie it's a long movie and for the most part, it's pretty dark, grim, and serious. Yeah, so true. to open it with a laugh, although this trailer has really nothing to do with the movie, yeah, I think that helps provide a little bit of levity, maybe. I can understand that point of view. Uh, but it is a trailer. It's just an it's an interestingly placed trailer. Yeah. It, to me, it just it, it it started the movie off on an on an odd foot. You know, I, maybe as like uh, post credits. Maybe that's scene. the trick. Maybe that's the formula. Kind of <laughs> keep the audience slightly off balance. Maybe. You know, again, I, I love the fact that they're trying different things. You know, this is, it's unique. I wonder, though. I wonder if people that saw the movie, when they saw the beginning of that, they were thinking, oh, Deadpool's going to show up somewhere, somewhere in this movie. Oh, right. I mean, there could be that. But, yeah, it was just, it seemed a little out of place. But um, It is a funny trailer, though. It is funny. I, I, I agree there. And there oh, yeah, we, we were talking about... Uh, Superman the movie. There's a tremendous shout out to Superman the movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. they were playing that that John Williams score I just mentioned, and it had Deadpool changing into his costume in, in a telephone booth. Yeah, but Deadpool doesn't have super speed, so <laughs> right. for him to put on his uh, is it a unitard? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that was have hilarious. quite the same effect as Superman. Uh, you know, whooshing into yeah. his outfit. And at the same time, it's like in real life, that's it. Does take a long time to? It would take a long time to put on a costume like he that. He wears right? a lot of stuff. Deadpool wears a <laughs> lot of stuff. He's got a lot of accessories. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, but bottom line, um, good flick. We both enjoyed it, and yeah, like, I'm a little sad that this is. 
So Hugh Jackman had said that this is going to be his last time playing Wolverine. I'm a little sad, actually, to see him go, but I'm also really happy to see him ending it on a really high note. Oh, man. Yeah, I think ending it on a high note for sure. 17 years. He's been playing Wolverine for 17 years. that's wild. And um, I would pretty much say definitively that this was his greatest performance as that character. I agree. He was great, yeah. And, you know, it is a little bit sad that we won't see him as Wolverine ever again, but to go out like this, I mean, is the right way to go. And again, we've given a lot of spoiler alerts, but one more spoiler alert. At the very end, yes, Wolverine does pass away, and it is beautiful, man. He, he really, he really brought it home. And, um, you know, the whole movie, not only the movie, but previous incarnations of, of, of Wolverine and X-Men movies and the Wolverine movies, he's always been this, you know, this lone wolf, this loner. And for him to have that, the realization at, at the very end of his life that he can love and he recognizes it he's like oh that's how it feels you know it's it's it was awesome really awesome to see that all right so that's logan two Um, thumbs up two thumbs up six claws up six (laughs) you could say (laughs) right okay or four claws from your hands and two claws from your feet (laughs) there you go yes i like that if you don't know, X-23 has claws in her face. She has a claw in each foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, one thing we haven't done in quite some time is give comic book recommendations. So this was supposed to be something we do every week. We kind of lost track of that for a few weeks. So let's get back on track. So today is Tuesday, March Seventh tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. Uh, is there anything out there you are looking forward to, Rainier? Yeah, Old Man Logan 19. Perfect timing. Hey, Logan, once again, right on. Anything else? They are doing the, I think, the third issue of Batman and the Power Rangers, which I surprisingly like. I'm not oh, a big yeah? Power Rangers fan, uh-huh. but it's pretty funny. It's actually pretty cool seeing them on, on panels together. Cool. And, um, you know, I'm not a big Power Rangers fan either, but, you know, th- there's, there's always a little bit of this teenage boy excitement whenever they do crossovers like that, right? Yeah. It's always fun. <laughs> and we talked about the DC Marvel thing, you know? Uh, it's always fun to have these little crossovers. Oh, it's Justice League Power Rangers number three. Yeah, I've been, I've been into this whole crossover thing lately. Um, I really enjoyed Batman and the Ninja Turtles crossing over. Mm. They did a crossover with Green Lantern and Star Trek. Oh, nice, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, I re- and they're doing Green Lan- the Green Lantern Corps and Planet of the Apes currently. Oh, no way. Which is pretty wild, yeah. Whoa. So yeah, I'm on this weird crossover uh, <laughs> binge right now. Cool. All right, um, so for me, you know, nothing this week really stood out to me. So since we haven't done this in a few weeks, I thought I'd go back to last week because last week saw the release of a title from Fantagraphics, the publisher of Fantagraphics. They have a new comic called All Time Comics, Crime Destroyer. Issue number one came out last week. 
And um, hey, big shout out to James. James J- Green. Yeah, James turned me on to this, and I checked it out, and it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. It, it kind of is a nice shout out to old school superhero comics, and at the same time, like an alternative indie take on superheroes. So um, highly recommend checking this one out. And uh, yeah, not only is the storyline you know a little a little different, a little quirky, but the the artwork too is artwork is is phenomenal. So. I recommend the alternate cover. It's very in your face and <laughs> very telling of what you're going to be getting into. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There is a, a variant cover, and both are great. But yeah, particularly that variant cover is is uh, very. Uh, very eye-catching, for <laughs> yeah. sure. So check that one out. All right. So that brings us to the end of the episode. We can wrap things up. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier. <laughs>